Okay, so I ended yesterday's episode with the idea that, or the realisation rather, that I don't really know where I'm going. Now, there's good and bad in that, but I want to focus on the bad for now at least. And in doing so, I'm going to quote one of my boyfriends, a Canadian psychologist called Jordan Peterson. Quote, Specify your damn goals, because how are you going to hit something if you don't know what it is? That's not going to happen. And often people won't specify their goals because they don't like to specify conditions for failure. So if you keep yourself all vague and foggy, which is real easy as it's just a matter of not doing, then you won't know when you've failed. And people might say, well, I don't want to know when I fail because that's painful. So I'll keep myself blind about when I fail. And that's fine, except that you'll fail all the time. You just won't know it until you fail so badly that you're done. And that can easily happen to you by the time you're 40. So I would recommend that you don't let that happen. That's willful blindness. You could have known, but you chose not to. End quote. Fucking deadly. I absolutely love the sentiment of this. And I'm going to extract, uh, it's practically the first sentence out of it. Quote, how are you going to hit something if you don't know what it is? End quote. Now there's something that I fucking love about that. I really, really do. Because it, it highlights the need to specify what it is that you're aiming at. Because how are you going to hit something if you don't know what that something is? And you can apply that more generally to your entire life. And I'm going to apply it to my aspirations of becoming some form of public speaker or some form of influencer or some form of educator. The name on, on what I want to become is ill-defined. What I want to do, what I want to achieve is ill-defined. And because of that, the upside of that is that if I haven't specified my conditions for success, it also means that I haven't specified my conditions for failure. And put it this way, if I had said at the start of season one or the start of season two, when I have 250 solo episodes on the board, I'll expect to have a following of a thousand people, say. Now, I don't have the colour of that now, and I'm well over 300. But if I had specified my goals, maybe I'd be further down the path of where I want to go to by this particular time. Now, I'm not going to beat myself up about that because I'm not going to go back and say, oh, I should have done this and I could have done that. And that's, all, that's all regret. That's all living in the past. And fuck all that noise. I'm looking fucking forward. I'm looking to the future. And what I have to do, and I'm not just going to blurt it out mindlessly, I'm not just going to blurt out that, oh, I'll upload another 100 episodes and if I don't have a following of a 1,000 people, then fuck it, I'll just, I just won't bother me whole anymore. That's, that's bollocks as well. You've gone, you've gone the opposite side. You've, your specification is, is too, it's too precise in one sense and it's too vague in another. Because what's the metric of success? And to me, it's becoming more articulate. To me, it's having clearer, it's, it's having more clarity. It's thinking more clearly. Because the more th- clearly you can think, the more clearly you can, you'll be able to think in future. But I have to quantify it to some degree. Because otherwise, I'll be on season fucking 45 and episode number 1278. And I'll be very unhappy with my progression. Possibly. Now, maybe I won't. But again, if I can just specify the conditions for my success... And in doing so, specify my conditions for failure. Then I'll be on a fast track to getting to where I want to go. Because we've a limited amount of time in our life. Like, I'm practically halfway through my life. 
I am and I'm not because you have to kind of discount the first 15 or 20 years of your life to, you know, childhood and being a teenager and all the rest of it. You kind of have to get that out of the way. But let's say if you if you start your adult life at 25. Like I'm I'm 13 years down that road. And I'm not going to beat myself up that I'm not fucking world famous and I'm not selling out fucking stadiums and all the rest of it. And I don't have thousands of adorning fans and people fucking chanting my name. Like, do you know that kind of way? I'm not going to fucking lose the run of myself. But I do have to quantify what would success look like. And at the minute, I'm happy to just still be at it. But I'm not at it. For, I was about to say I'm not at it for the love of it. I am and I'm not. Like, there's days when I just roll my eyes and go, oh my fucking God, I can't believe I've another 18 of these cunting things to come up with. And there's been days when I just had to kind of, oh, fuck it, I'll just do it on this topic because, fuck, it has to get up. And there's, there's there's a value to that, there's a utility to that. But I certainly wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't like to face into the next season with that kind of pressure on me. And I very much doubt that I'll commit to doing an episode a day for seven fucking weeks again. And I can hear, that <laughs> I'm echoing exactly what I said at the end of the last season. But look, such is life. But what all of this is reminding me of is another thing that I've actually learned off Pearson. And this is in relation to being doubly motivated. And the example that he gives, now I'm going to paraphrase this to the fucking ninth degree, but bear with us. So imagine a rat in a cage that's been starved. So it's, 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 it's practically dying of hunger. It's not dying of hunger, but it's, it's very hungry. And tied to its leg or to its body is a piece of string that's attached to a spring, which is attached to a little device that can tell how hard the mouse is pulling. You waft in a smell of food, rat food, and the rat will pull and pull and pull on this lead for want of a better term to get to the food and it'll measure a certain it'll spike it'll it'll hit a certain weight or or it'll apply a certain amount of pressure to this cord that's holding it back which will give you a measurement say of 10 so it's maximally motivated to to get to this food because it's practically starving so it'll pull and pull and pull and pull and pull on this thing that's attached to it to get away from it and to get to the food source so it'll reach a height of number 10, just for argument's sake. But then, if you waft in the smell of a cat in the op- coming from the opposite direction of the food, it will speak, it'll hit maybe 15. The point being, it'll hit higher than 10 because it's now doubly motivated. It's got something that it wants to get to, the food, because it's starving, but it also has something that it wants to get away from, the cat. And in this, in this analogy... If you just waft in the smell of a cat, it'll go up to 10 getting away from the cat. So it'll go up to 10 trying to get away from the cat. It'll get up to 10 in another instance trying to get to food. But it'll get up to 15 or importantly higher than 10 when it has to get away from the cat and it has to get to the food. So it's deemed to be doubly motivated. Because there's two separate motivational systems. There's systems that pull you towards it, which would be the the want of the food. That's pulling you towards it. And there's a system that pushes you away from it. So in this case, you're being pushed away from the cat. So the idea idea is that we have two, or mammals at least, because a lot lot that's learned from rat behaviour can be extrapolated to human behaviour. Not all 
but a lot. And in this instance, it's been extrapolated to human behaviour to show that there are two systems of motivation, a pulling force and a pushing force, if you will. And if you want to be optimally motivated, you want to be pulled by the want of something and pushed by the fear of something. And that's another reason why you should specify your conditions for success. Because in doing so, you by default specify your conditions for failure. So you want the conditions of success, you doing what it is that you want to do, pulling you forward. But you also want the fear of you not doing what you want to do, pushing you from behind. So you become, in a sense, doubly motivated. You're 100% motivated to get the thing that you want But simultaneously, you are 100% motivated to get away from the thing that you don't want. And that's essentially the crux. That's essentially the reason why you need to specify your damn goals, as he puts it. Because you want to know what it is that you're striving towards because you're not going to hit something that you don't know what it is. Plus, you want to be doubly motivated by not wanting to fail. And by... Outlining your conditions for success, you are by default outlining your conditions for failure. And for some of us, myself included, it can be easier to think of the things that you don't want to happen. And what's what's literally just coming to mind now is, I don't want to be doing what I'm doing on a daily basis now in six months, never mind fucking ten years. Which is hands-on in the business, putting compost into trays, putting seeds onto the compost, watering everything, lifting trays off pallets and under lights and taking them from under lights and putting them on trolleys, putting them on the fridge, boxing them up, putting them on pallets, wrapping it all up, loading it into the van, driving it to Dublin, giving it to me customers, driving home and all the rest of it. That hands-on, day-to-day working in the business is what I fucking need to get the fuck away from. And what I need to be working towards in relation to the businesses, at least, is I need to start working on the business as opposed to in the business. Because when you're working in the business or any business, it's not just my business, but when you're working in it all the time, you're not working on it. So yes, the day-to-day is getting done, but you're not looking to the future and you're not looking at... What, depending on your type of, of business, you're not looking at new product development, you're not looking at new customers, you're not looking at improving the techniques by which you actually make or manufacture your product or service. You're too in the business. You need to you need to change your perspective. You need to zoom back out and look at it from above and you need to you need to delegate essentially. So to a large degree, I know what I don't want to have happen. I don't want to be in the same place in call it 6 months time. There's every likelihood I'm going to be in exactly the same place in the next month or two because I need a fucking full-timer down here pronto. But I don't want... The the person that I want to hire, I want to hire as my fucking right-hand man. I want that person to practically run the place for me. So I'm I'm not inclined to just stick an ad in the paper and ask for, you know, any random person who's willing to do the job to do it. Now, maybe that's what I should do. And maybe I should hire two or three of those people and then try and hire somebody to manage them. But ideally... The person that I'd hire to manage them, I would have I'd hire now immediately. Because I, I like the idea of the person that's there the longest being the most senior, as opposed to the person that I know the best strolling in and managing people who've been there before them and who know the inside workings of the place better than they do. But look, maybe beggars can't be choosers and all that jazz. But 
what's coming out of the wash in this episode, for me at least, is I've identified where I don't want to be in six months' time. And maybe I can reverse engineer that into where I want to be. But that's going to require a good bit more thought. And again, this is fucking the absolute beauty of talking extemporaneously like this. And for a, a long period of time, for, you know, literally fucking every day for weeks on end. All of this was in there. But I hadn't it, I hadn't it information. I hadn't it organised. And that, to a large degree, is, is the whole point of what I'm doing. I've said it endlessly. I do this for selfish reasons. If anybody else gets a benefit, well, that's a big, fat, juicy, shiny cherry on top. But first and foremost, I'm doing it for my own self-progression. And in this particular moment in time, I need to figure out where that self-progression is leading me to. Because as Peterson said, you're not going to hit something that you're not aiming at. It's just not going to happen. And on that note, I'll catch you tomorrow.